The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Happy Hump Day Wednesday and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show, live at the Battery Atlanta here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com, click and and watch. And then also you can listen on the Fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Let them wow you. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Gang's all here. Road Dog back from Arkansas. Uh, Things didn't go well in Arkansas last night. Don't remind me about that, please. Packed house, by the way. That Arkansas coach, I think he might be a good fit with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm just saying. DT ready to go. So let's wait no longer. Let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Wonder what the wrestlers are doing now at this very moment. Tony and his 27-year-old son, Nick, Man, it looks like they're in a tough spot, and they're facing a critical hire. Might want to consult with Trey on this one. He's now run off two coaches in two years, and the Hawks' chemistry, man, it's all messed up. Who's to blame? Slink, wrestler, ice-cold Trey, Coach Nate? Well, they're probably all to blame. Now it's up to a bunch of rookies in the front office to get it right. Landry Fields, first-time general manager. Kyle Corver's influence at this point, probably critical. Uh, he's a front office first-timer. Nick Ressler has the owner's ear, but does he really know what he's doing? These three Hawks executives better have their act together. Atlanta is counting on them to make a quality hire. Right now, the word on the street, the A-list, one would be former assistant Quinn Snyder. He appears to be a little bit crazy. Uh, number two, former Hawks assistant Kenny Atkinson. And number three, Bucks assistant Charles Lee. Looks like those three guys are on the A-list. Who does Trey want? Who can get along with Trey? Who can motivate Trey? Who can manage Trey? And who can get this team's act together? The guest here says Kenny Atkinson is the best fit. Seriously, I've got as much experience as Landry, Kyle, and Nick have. And there's your big take. So who do you want in there next? I'm not sure they're lining up to get this job. It's so messed up right now. I mean, why would you want to jump at this other than, well, you want to be a head coach in the NBA? You want to get paid some big money. Because it's such a mess. You got to get Trey straightened out. Boy, that seems like a full-time job right there. 
And what happened to Trey? Was it the money? Once you get the big money, you can't listen to anybody? I'm disappointed in Ice Cold Trey. Disappointed in the Atlanta Hawks. On the outside looking in earlier, man, it looked like we were going to get on a little bit of a run here. Went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and ever since then it's been, well, we're, we're rolling downhill. So good luck finding the next coach. And again, you might want to consult with Trey because he's already run off two of these guys. Let's do a top five right off the bat here, man. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, we're not fooling around today. Let's get right to work. All right, Buck. Let's do it. We'll start off with a little draft talk. And, Buck, you've talked about some of the uh, crazy conspiracies you've heard around uh, around this time of year for concerning the draft. So give us some of the craziest talk you've heard concerning our Atlanta Falcons in the draft. Uh, that the Falcons would take Anthony Richardson with the eighth pick of the first round. I hope, I hope that's crazy. Man, I saw it. I mean, there's somebody out there with a mock draft that has the Falcons at eight tanking Richardson, the Florida Gator quarterback. First round pick. Look, I believe he started craziest thing I've ever heard. games. He is so raw, he wouldn't be ready for two to three years. Completed about 54% of his passes. Man, I mean, look, the skill set's impressive. I mean, he's six foot four, 225, runs a faux faux, can throw it 100 yards. Looks nice. Yeah. But as we talked about yesterday, uh, not one of those qualities, I believe, is one of the most important qualities a quarterback needs to have to thrive in the National Football League. So there, what else you got? Well, that's some crazy talk about the uh, Falcons. Give us some other crazy talk. What's the other craziest talk you've heard uh, considering the draft overall? More, other teams, maybe. More crazy talk. Give me some crazy talk. Because I know you love these. Uh, you, you think this is outlandish, just like you said. Well, with I Angie, saw Anthony uh, Richardson and Daniel Jeremiah has his okay. Mach 2.0. It's usually pretty reliable. Mach 2.0. And do you know Jeremiah has Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech, Getting drafted before Will Anderson Jr. Really? I mean, that's crazy. Will Anderson was consensus number one, it seemed like, all, I mean, all year. You can't right? make this stuff up. He's got Tyree Wilson going before Will Anderson Jr. That's crazy. So safe to say Buck Blue doesn't see that happening. It's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy talk. All right, Buck, well. Golf's been in uh, a crazy year or two, but the PGA golf. Tour. Yeah, let's talk some golf on the little top five. We move on to the draft from the draft. Yeah, the PGA Tour headed for their for the Florida Swing, Buck. I know you're a big fan. What are you thinking about the uh, PGA Tour? Well, I'm getting ready to hear Bear Trap about ten thousand times uh, from I watched, Thursday to Sunday. The other day, the other job, I was watching the Golf Channel and they said Bear Trap twelve times. Yeah, I mean, get ready for it. I just get burnt out on it, man. It, it seems a, like yeah. I mean, it's they're a tough little stretch though. Yeah, they must end the contract that says you got to mention the Bear Trap every thirty seconds. Fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen at PGA National. You're going to hear it a lot. The Honda gets underway. Only four of the world's top 30 players will play. Mm. Only four of the top 30. Not one of the top 10 players in the world will play in the Honda for the third year in a row. 
Now, why is that? Why do they hate the Honda? What's bad scheduling? I mean, these guys aren't going to play five weeks in a row. So you got Phoenix uh, and then L.A. And these uh, are these finishing new... up the West Coast swing. And then you've got Arnie's event at Bay Hill and uh, the players after the Honda. So pretty easy, easy decision. We're going to take the Honda off. That'll be the week we rest. And under this new schedule, these are those designated events like um, like just this past week at the Genesis coming up at like Bay Hill. These are the designated events they have to play. Basically, all the all the top guys. So where yeah, the big gonna, money is, they're gonna take they're gonna take a, day, a week off. Maybe it's they just don't want to hear the bear trap over and over think, and you know, over point, again. When they were talking about, it's not even the most difficult stretch on that course. Technically, a lot I think of water it's though. Five, six, and seven are even more difficult than that. But yeah, one of the toughest stretches on the entire PGA Tour. All right, but moving on. Let's get back to some football. Um, yeah, I still t- like the golf. Well, I, you know, I'll talk I golf. I need to tee it up. I'll talk golf with you any time, but, but we got to move on here in the top five. It's fast-paced, hard-hitting. Todd Monken, moving on. Um, what were your thoughts with Todd Monken's opening press conference there as the uh, new Ravens OC? Well, let's hear from Monken. See what he well, said. Uh, okay, first of all, I count on Eric... And, John, they're best in the business. They're going to take care of anything that has to do with any player, not just Lamar. Sure, any player that's part of a roster where you're going into, you have an interest of what the roster is going to look like. But ultimately, I want to be someplace where structure, organization, great on defense from top to bottom. And everywhere I talked to and everybody I talked to, excuse me, said, you want to be you want to be a Baltimore Raven. You want to be a part of that organization moving forward. I mean, the next thing he's going to tell us is he would rather live in Baltimore than Athens. Yeah, that might be a stretch. Seriously. And as I understand it, he has not spoken to Lamar Jackson. Todd Munkin has not spoken to Lamar Jackson. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's not a good look, if you ask me. Because I tell you what, it seems like anybody with common sense would say, I want to know what's going on with Lamar Jackson before I take this job. I mean, this is the most important thing with Todd Munkin is who his quarterback's going to be. So it seems like it's reasonable to think that a guy like Munkin would want to know, is Lamar coming back or not? I need to know this before I take this job. Obviously very important, Buck. And one of the big details, not necessarily if they will place the franchise tag on him, but what kind of franchise tag, because it's franchise tag time, Buck. So moving on to the final part of um, of the top five here. Was this some uh, some disappointing news for the Falcons? What we heard coming out of uh, Washington concerning the franchise tag? Was well, yeah, I saw where Mike Florio says there's a 99.9% chance that defensive tackle Deron Payne is going to be hit with a franchise tag in Washington. So if he was on your free agent list, he's gone. That would prevent the Falcons from signing him as a free agent if they go the exclusive route. Gone. Now, I guess they could put the regular franchise tag on him. He could negotiate a deal with the Falcons. You sending those picks over, Buck? And then the Falcons give up two first-round picks to get him in here. I do know this. I want the Falcons to address this weakness on the interior defensive line. Now, I'm not talking about Grady Jarrett. He's tremendous. But you got to get him a running mate up front there. And until you do, you're going to get pushed around. In the 17-game season. So, uh, you know, it, it's nice to think that the Falcons might be able to get Deron Payne in there. But doesn't look like it's going to be possible, man. Ooh, 
top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir, Ray. Yeah, I tell you what, I'd go tee it up down at uh, Palm Beach Gardens. These other guys want to take the week off, I'd go tee it up down there. All right, coming up on the other side, ESPN's Chris Mortensen's going to hang. We'll talk all that is the National Football League, and then we're going to chop it up. You're going to hear from Dale Murphy before the end of the show, too. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Man, man, we're live in the Battery Atlanta, 680-937. Appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. And we are talking Braves baseball coming up in a moment. Right now, let's see, Wednesday, 1020. Oh, wow. Okay, we're... uh... We're talking NFL football with Chris Morton's. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, the fan's truest on up NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. You can visit areyoubraveenough.com to schedule a consultation. So, more, we got a lot going on, man. We got the uh, free agency uh, period coming up, the combine coming up, and this franchise tag window is already open. And, more, what about Munkin yesterday? I'm just surprised at the revelation. He has not spoken with Lamar Jackson yet, even though he's taken the job there in Baltimore. I would have wanted to know what his plans were. I was a little bit surprised that he hadn't spoke to him before George Washington's birthday, which happens to be today, Buck, and I'm surprised <laughs> you're even I working. did not know that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Everybody needs to know that. Chris Berman and I have had this discussion about history and the lack, therefore, of the knowledge of it. Therefore, Todd Munkin, yeah, usually you would say you're the offensive coordinator, uh, and I, I would bet he probably has Lamar's cell phone number. Now, maybe, uh, you know, Management asked them, don't give Lamar a call, let him call you. I'm sure they passed along his cell phone number. But, uh, you know, listen, obviously Lamar's going to get tagged unless some miracle happens and, he, and they get a contract done, which nobody anticipates. Now it's just a matter of what tag do they put on him. The non-exclusive tag, which would be worth $32 million this year, or the exclusive tag worth $45 million. And 
the difference I think we've talked about it before is the non-exclusive tag of 32 million. You know, some team can sign him and be willing to give up two first-round picks, but the Ravens would have the right to match. The non-exclusive, nobody can sign him. He's your property or he's your player. Uh, and the thing about it is teams don't like other teams writing their contracts for them. So, like, if the Atlanta Falcons wanted Lamar Jackson and put together an offer sheet, you know, they basically they get, they're writing a, a, a pretty pretty significant contract, obviously, giving up two first-round draft picks. And the Ravens wouldn't want if – if their intention is to match that offer, why would they let the Falcons do that deal? So – uh, we'll see. But, you know, I thought Todd Munkin, by the way, his uh, presser with the, was well-received by the Baltimore media. I mean, and I, 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 when you listen to him talk, just about being wide open, and it's kind of a cliche of using 53 and a third, you know, the entire grass field, temple, uh, all the things that we see in college football, and really all the see, things that we are seeing across the NFL, which the Ravens never truly embraced. Uh, that should excite Lamar Jackson, but it would make more excited if you got a fully guaranteed contract, yeah. which I don't think he's going to do unless he gets that non-exclusive tag. I think it's, it's the one way that you would have to get him is being willing to give him uh, a fully guaranteed contract. More, what are you hearing about which one of these tags are going to hit him with? Uh, well, that's it, it's only it really is hearsay, and I and I have not been able to get that out of people I know with the Ravens organization. But except that they don't want to lose him, we mentioned last week that John Harbaugh said he's you know 200 percent expects him back. So we're expecting the exclusive franchise tag, but we're willing to be surprised, Buck, so we can talk about this even more going forward. Yeah, there's no doubt because people here in Atlanta, we need to know what the deal's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. So, but uh, you know, they have a a window here of, of 10, 12 days that. We'll see what happens, or a little bit more than that. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'm just a little bit blown away that he wants to be paid like, you know, one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League. Because right now, Mort, I'm looking at Dan Jones as a one-year wonder. Yeah, well, I'm not, Buck. I, I think he's closer to being the real deal than a one-year wonder. I mean, when I look at the state of the organization, the Giants had, the coaching changes, who they – uh, cho- chose his coach. I think Daniel Jones is going to be a really good starting quarterback in this league for the next 10 years. Now, uh, we don't have verification that's what he's looking for, but that's, that's easily where the market could fall. When you when you look at the, the money and the revenue coming in, I mean, listen, Dak Prescott's $40 million deal is now going to be, you know, by the end of this cycle, he's going to be like the 10th paid quarterback in, in the NFL. These court, these contracts, but during your time, I may be gone, but they're going to be going up to sixty million. <laughs> Do I hear seventy million a year? And wait, and just wait until the Kansas City Chiefs restructure Patrick Mahomes' contract in, in a couple of years. Back up the Brinks truck. Aaron Rodgers, more uh, reportedly, the Packers. Well, is it the retired Packers writer of uh, somewhat forty years? I think is gone public and said the Packers are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and uh, very high on Jordan Love. What do you make of this? Well, the, the writer you're talking about is Bob McGinn. He is one of the most highly regarded and revered 
beat writers, I think, in the history of my cover in the NFL. So when Bob speaks, we listen. And I would say that uh, it would be unlikely for him to be way off the mark. So if he says they're tired of Aaron Rodgers, by the way, which rings true because they got tired of Brett Favre, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's it's kind of the, the blueprint here is Aaron comes out and gives them the, the signal of what he wants to do. If he says, we only, uh, I, I just want to play in Green Bay, that would be the most interesting part because they're going to say, we're, we're finished with you. Uh, and he has a no-trade clause. So, therefore, they can't do the same thing because if they trade him and he agrees to it, you know, they, they certainly want to trade him to an AFC team. AFC team like maybe the New York Jets, which is exactly where Farm went. Uh, so, uh, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's when Bob McGinn says that, I think it's there's obviously something to it. Now, is Jordan Love going to be a great quarterback? We'll, we'll wait and see. I, I know they were happy with his progress. Where does the term disgusted come from? What What is that you think uh, pointing towards? I think it's just uh, just his attitude. Well, it could be attitude. It's just the constant that your your messenger is is, is one avenue going through Pat McAfee's show, which is his <laughs> business, as far as I'm concerned. I I like Pat. I really do. Uh, but you know, it's kind of like and just maybe the the games you play, you know, and and uh, uh, so I, it, it's it could be along that, and also kind of stringing the team along. Which is what, exactly what Brett did. Uh, Brett, I, I I had good access to Brett, so I understood it. You know, he he tell you all the time because it's more. It's not not going out and playing football. I love playing football. It's not my arm. I can still throw it as. In fact, I think Brett can still throw it as well as he ever did right now. Uh, but it's it's all the meetings. It's the it's the dragon. Last year, did Aaron show up for any of the off season? Not really, which I think hurt their development, the young receivers' development. So. As an organization, you're sitting saying, hey, we're paying you 50, 60 million bucks, and you're not helping us get better as we bring these young players on. More, there are a couple of uh, NFL teams at the top of the draft, uh, close to the top, that are desperate for a big time quarterback. Indy and Houston come to mind. Uh, I know we're heading into the combine, and this Bryce Young and CJ Stroud thing will. Well, uh, you know, that process just getting started here. But as far as the Colts go, who do you think they'd rather have? Well, I'm, I'm a, I have to throw Will Levis in with the Colts. Oh, Lord. He, well, well, let me just – I'm not saying – but they do love traits. Traits, uh, you know, size, arm, strength. And, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm getting that from the Colts. I just know yeah. that they, they do have that in a quarterback. Now, listen, Bryce Young – is he's 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 the best quarterback. I mean, and he is a. I mean, all I can tell you, I have some personal knowledge of him. You would love him, but he is five foot ten and a half, hundred ninety two pounds, blade of grass. Well, he he's got some muscle on him now, but uh, and that would be your concern. But he hits on every other mark, so you really have to. And once you get done with the process, I believe you're going to fall in love with him. C.J. Stroud, the knock on him, which actually he showed a little, you know, was that he, he wasn't really an athletic guy, but he did show it against Georgia. He sure did. And, and, and so they're measuring that game with what they saw from previous. He's got size, he's got enough arm, he's really a good kid, good arm. 
all of that. And then, uh, you know, Will Levis, uh, what I just said. So, uh, you know, I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how, the, how these guys uh, sort these quarterbacks out. And then somewhere, and people still have Anthony Richardson of Florida going somewhere in the first round. <laughs> but as a project, in other words, you got to do what the Packers did with Jordan Love, which is we're taking him, but he's not going to be ready for two or three years. I don't know how you get ready without playing football. Yeah, so, might as well go to the XFL and get, get a little play in time. Yeah. That's right. All right, more great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. All right, go back to celebrating Washington's birthday. Yeah, man, we had President's Day on Monday. There goes more to ESPN and the fans. Truest on up NFL Insider. Joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Let's live up to the promise of talking Braves baseball here on the Belusia. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, the Braves now, they have locked down this young core with long-term deals. And I know the Braves family, the uh, fan base, they are thrilled with this idea that for years to come, we're going to see Sean Murphy, Spencer Strider, Harris, Olson, Riley, Acuna, and Albies trotted out there playing together for years to come. Now, you add it all up, and in 2023, they'll be paying those seven players $78 million in the upcoming season. Seven players, $78 million bucks. Estimated payroll, one ninety-six. So these seven core players will be taking up 40% of the payroll. The other 19 players, 60% of the payroll. Now, what does that mean? Well, take a look at the competition. Say the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Their payroll is expected to be $223 million. And they've got six players. Rio Muto, Turner, Hoppe. Wheeler, Castellanos, Swarber. Those six players take up 62% of their payroll. No wonder the Atlanta Braves are a little bit, well, a lot deeper than the competition like the Philadelphia Phillies. Another smart move. We've locked down a young core. Still manageable as far as the salaries go. These seven players averaging about $11 million a year for this season. That is manageable and allows you to be a deeper ball club building the 26-man roster. Better players surrounding them. No wonder the Braves have won the National League East five years, five years in a row. And that's us chopping it up for you there. That was storyline number 16. And I had a chance after the show yesterday to sit down with Dale Murphy, Braves Hall of Fame outfielder, and uh, talk Braves baseball with Murph. And uh, wanted to share some of that with you right now. Uh, Asked Murph as we got things started if he liked our chances in the upcoming season of winning the National League East again. 
Buck, I love this team again. I mean, the addition of uh, Sean Murphy, and I'm also looking at a, a completely healthy year. Well, not completely healthy. There's always something that happens, but, you know, getting Ozzy Albies back, you know, we're going to have a few bumps along the way. All in all, I think this team is, is reloaded and is young and is good. You know, I'm just excited to, to get things going. I'm very optimistic. Yeah, Murph uh, says he can't wait to get down there, put a uniform on, and get back out on the ball field. Also asked Murph, who, if you don't remember, Murph came up as a catcher and then made a transition to center field where he won some gold gloves. So he knows a good outfielder when he sees one. Ask him how impressed he was with Michael Harris. It's fun to see a guy come up and play well offensively, but but his defense, it was incredible. I mean, he gets a great jump on the ball. He's got a great arm. It looks like he likes to play a little shallow, which was, uh, I think, was one of his, you know, great qualities. He loved to play shallow, you know, keep guys from scoring. I didn't know a lot about Michael Harris the second, and then all of a sudden, you know, he comes on the scene. But I watched his defense. I mean, he's playing like 10-year veteran. Great having Murph on. Now, you can hear the entire interview. We're going to drop Buck Blue, uh, Buck's Beat, my uh, podcast, episode 82, will drop, anticipated to drop later this afternoon. And uh, you can hear the entire interview with Dale Murphy on Buck's Beat. Uh, baseball season finally here. Podcast Park is where you can find our podcast. We've got the best local baseball podcast to help you get ready for another big season. Like Buck's Beat. We're talking Braves baseball for uh, weeks to come here. Now, it's, uh, the Podcast Park uh, brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Go to thepodcastpark.com, and you can find those podcasts there. Or you could, wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, you can find it there, too. Let's talk a little Georgia Bulldog. Proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Another tough night for the Georgia men's basketball team on the road, taking on Arkansas. Quality basketball team on the road, never easy. And the dogs go down big time to the hogs in that one. Had somebody asking me this morning at the coffee shop, is there any chance Georgia could make it to the big dance? And I, my first thought was, okay, you didn't see the game last night. But can they make it to the big dance? Well, uh, let's well as see. I told you in the bullpen, all they got to do is win the SEC championship. Well, how many SEC teams are going dancing? We'll get bids. Uh, my best guess is seven. You got Alabama, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Auburn, Missouri. On the bubble, you've got Kentucky, Florida, and Mississippi State. Georgia not listed uh, among those teams right there, but. Do they have a shot? Well, you know, best-case scenario, Coach White and the Dogs could end the season, the regular season, on a three-game win streak. Right now, 6-9 and nine in the SEC. So let's see they, uh, say they take down Missouri and Florida at home at the Steg, then go on the road to Columbia and take down South Carolina. That is reasonable to think they could end the season on a three-game win streak. That would put them at 19-12 and 9-9, and nine and nine, 
in the SEC, which is regarded as the top conference in college basketball. So now the dogs head into the SEC tournament. Let's say they they uh, win a couple of games in the tournament, make a little mini run in the SEC tournament, and then obviously lose. Uh, that would put them at 21 and 13, 11 and 10, as far as their SEC record goes, in the nation's best conference. Now here's the, the rub. Strength of schedule, not going to impress anybody. 80th in college basketball. 80th. That would hurt Georgia. I would think, you know, the NIT, first year on the job for Coach White, a winning record would be something they could build on. Uh, Are they going to the dance? Uh, No. Best guess here, they're not going to the dance. But this is a positive first year for Coach White and the Bulldogs. 100%. And even an NIT bid would be a positive step forward for this program. We won one SEC game last year. We've beat Kentucky and Auburn at home this year. We've picked up a a true road win this season, which is something the program had not done in years. I mean, years. Uh, So, yeah, and the last three games are winnable. Missouri is going to probably be the toughest of the test. They look good last night. I saw them. And they helped us out by beating Mississippi State. So, I mean, Great game. Florida, um, Florida is going to be a tough test, but they've lost one of their big men for the season, so he's out. you got to go to South Carolina. A road does not treat these dogs well, uh, but it can get done. And then even just not being a Wednesday team in the SEC tournament would be a step forward for this program, in my opinion. I was looking for you last night on the SEC network. They must have had you to an area where the camera was not shooting, Road Dog. I think Mike White was just standing in front of me the entire time. <laughs> On purpose? You be. Hey, we've got our 30th anniversary going on, and we want you to get qualified for our 30th anniversary spring training promotion. you got to listen each day to 680 The Fan between 6 and 8, uh, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., and when you hear that Braves home run sounder and the Braves score, that's your cue to be the sixth caller and get qualified to win the Braves beach and brew trip. We're going to qualify 30 listeners with a shot to win the weekend stay at the Wyndham Grand on Clearwater Beach. Tickets to the Braves versus Pirates game where you're going to spend an entire inning in the booth with the broadcasters. Plus an $800 Delta gift card, 100 bucks to spend on whatever it is you want to spend on at the ballpark. And then a pair of home opener tickets here at Truist Park. Get qualified. Stay tuned to 680 The Fan all week as we celebrate our 30th with another big trip. And uh, be the sixth caller, and you're going to be the man. Maybe you'll end up the big winner. Coming back on the other side, man, we've got our uh, Infinity of Gwinnett, who uh, controls the content on Wednesday in the final segment of the show. So we'll find out what we're going to talk about next. Stick around. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere, from the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone. 
We are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Fans, 680 and 93.7. Wednesdays, Infinity of Gwinnett drives the content. Final segment of the show. So it's presented by Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk, empower the drive. And guess what? They want us to talk. You, the listener, wondering, where's the college football today, Baloo? Come on, man. Tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, we got some college football for you, brother. Looks like the Gators are going to lose their defensive play caller. Florida co-defensive coordinator Patrick Toney. Chris Lowe of ESPN reporting he's leaving for the NFL. He's going to jump to the Phoenix Cardinals and leave Coach Napier and the Gators holding down there in the swamp. And word is, too, Lowe reporting Napier is going after Nick Saban's coaching staff, going after his linebacker coach, Austin Armstrong. Former defensive coordinator at Southern Miss, coaching the inside linebackers at Alabama. And last season at Southern Miss was the youngest defensive coordinator in college football. He's on the fast track. Must be very impressive. Napier taking notice. Going to lose his guy. Sounds like he's going to replace him with another impressive young football coach. And look, Napier... Talk about being up against it, man. I mean, there's been tremendous turnover at the University of Florida with their football program. As far as the number of people that have transferred out, number of people that have transferred in, Napier's Tony uh, totally flipping it down there. And if he's not careful, in a year or two, he's going to be looking for a new job. So keep an eye on that. Napier trying to reload with the coaching staff, going with a youngster off Saban's staff. And there's your nugget today. And that takes us to the final word today on the show. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, got a big weekend planned down in Macon. The 67th annual induction weekend for the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame going down on Friday and Saturday. There's a big golf tournament, Barrington Hall Golf Club on Friday. Uh, Hugh Durham always playing in that. <clears throat> and then on Saturday, there's Fan Fest from 1 to 2.30. Georgia Sports Hall of Fame Museum, that is open to the public. I'm going to be down there saying hello. 
you're looking to pick up inside the hedges, my book will be uh, selling those also. And then the induction ceremony will be Saturday, 5.30 to 9 p.m. It's a ticketed event. And if you're looking to jump in and be a part of it, call 478-752-1585. And they've lined up another impressive induction class here. Mark Richt is going in. Coach Richt, it's going to be awesome to see him down there. Andrew Jones will be a part of the induction class. Sean Jones, former Georgia Tech quarterback. Stan Caston. Man, there was a time he was running this town. Running the Braves, running the Hawks. He's running the Dodgers. Buck Godfrey, longtime Hall of Fame high school football coach at Southwest DeKalb, also a part of the class. Former Brave Ron Reed, Demarius Thomas, Steve Weber, my baseball coach at, at Georgia, will be represented by his family. Uh, coach passed away here recently, but I'm sure his family thrilled to be a part of it. George Sports Hall of Fame in Macon this weekend. Check it out. Looking forward to it. And there's the final word. All right, so we got Nick and Chris coming up next. They are live with the Braves down in spring training. They've lined up a few guests, uh, one of the top minor league prospects. Who else do they have today? They've we got, got the A.J. Minter and Kevin Seitzer. <clears throat> Seitzer and Minter. Man, I'll tell you what, Buck, the Buck and Kincaid show, we were down there every year back in the day. and You know, Kincaid relied on me to go into the clubhouse and line up all these players to come out and join us. So I had to go in there and negotiate with Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, Chipper Jones, and make that happen. But uh, you're counting on Nick and Chris to bring you that this time. They're coming up next. Stick around for that. It's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Back tomorrow at 10. Hope you'll join me then here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? 
Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why.